What's up, everybody? Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Welcome to hour number two of the program, Sports Talk with Jim. I'm Jim. Uh, want to remind you to tell a friend to listen. You can listen uh, on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, which is iTunes Podcast, Breaker, or Radio Public. Make sure you tell a friend when, wherever you're listening to us. Please go in, subscribe, uh, rate, follow, whatever that site asks you to do. We appreciate it. What we're talking about is NFL, the NFL, and what's going on. And like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not a Baltimore Ravens fan, and never, never have I ever rooted for the Baltimore Ravens. But that's probably going to change this week, and it's going to change to benefit my Steelers, to help my Steelers, because my Steelers evidently, they proved last Sunday night they can't help themselves. You see, right now, the Pittsburgh, my Pittsburgh Steelers last week had a golden opportunity. They had the Buffalo Bills coming into Pittsburgh, and if Pittsburgh could have won that game, Pittsburgh would have went to nine and five. The Buffalo Bills would have went to nine and five, giving Pittsburgh the tiebreaker on a head-to-head matchup. So them two teams would have been nine and five. Pittsburgh having the fifth seed as winning the tiebreaker, and. Tennessee would have had a harder time. But no, Pittsburgh couldn't win that game. Even though it was at home in Heinz Field. Devlin Hodges throws four interceptions. Four interceptions. I don't know that I can uh, I can blame Devlin Duck Hodges though. Devlin Hodges has up to last Sunday, had never thrown over 23. 23 pass attempts was the most he'd thrown in a game. The, the, the theory's been there the whole time. And James Conner has been out. James Conner come back last Sunday for the first time back in weeks, being out for a shoulder injury. And instead of running the ball like you've done with Jalen Samuels, with Benny Snell Jr., with, I can't even remember White's name. Uh, instead of running the ball, Randy Finkner, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers decide they're going to come out and they're going to throw the ball. Devlin Duck Hodges throws the ball 38 times. He's 23 of 38. He dropped back 43 times. Okay. So you're you you've you've got to the point where you're at where you're once again Mike Mike Tomlin's guaranteed and uh at least a five hundred season. So once again he doesn't have a losing season. Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season since he took over coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that'll continue because they're already at eight and six, but I just don't get it. You run the ball. You ran the ball 14 times, okay? 15 times if you count the the one run Hodges had for four yards. But you run the ball 14 times for 47 yards. James Conner, your future running back, finally comes back. You, you say he wasn't on a pitch count. 
you say he was good to go, and he only touches the ball eight times. And two, two of them carries, one carry goes 13 yards, the other carry goes 17 yards. Now I've heard all this crap that you're not running the ball successful. You take out them two runs. You can't take out them two runs. It doesn't work that way. Them two runs factor into in, into your stats. The two runs factor into the game itself. What I want to know is where the hell did Randy Finkner or Mike Tomlin decide it was it was a good idea to throw the ball 38 times. Now, also again, uh, people are going to say that you know, well, the Steelers were down. Some of them throws were in the fourth quarter when they were down. The Steelers were never at, at any point in this game. More than one score out. There's there's no way you take Devlin Hodges and you throw the ball 38 times and you expect to win the game. Now, I said last week I thought Mike Tomlin was a uh, candidate for coach of the year. And I still do. With everything that's happened to this team, I still think he's a candidate for it. But I think last week, even if it was Randy Finkner, and there was, there was tape where you saw uh, – Mike Tomlin on the sideline saying clock it, clock it, clock it when Devlin Hodges doesn't clock it and he throws another interception. But this is a hit to Mike Tomlin and his coach of the year. This is a hit to my Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers play the New York Jets this week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is hoping to have a huge game. And let's face it, Bell's not. He's had a mediocre season there in New York. New York's a messed up system. I mean, New York has has been hit with injuries throughout the season. I don't know that any of them add up to the same as Pittsburgh as far as losing your franchise quarterback. Uh, your number one receiver's been out for weeks. Your number one running back has been out for weeks. Kareth White, by the name, by the way. Uh, but Pittsburgh's managed to get to eight and six. Pittsburgh's ha- has a chance to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh with a win this week, uh, and you've got you've got uh, Tennessee playing New Orleans this week. So a win this week could actually put Pittsburgh in the playoffs. But right now the the Pittsburgh Steelers are eight and six, the New York Jets are five and nine. They've both been hit by the the uh, the injury bug this year. But for the most part, you've had your number one running back in with the New York Jets. He was out bowling with the flu for one game. Sam Darnold he missed some games, but he's back. And the Jets are just five and nine. The, that, that's the difference in your franchise. That's the difference in the franchises. The Pittsburgh Steelers know how to win. The New York Jets still haven't figured out how to win. So that's what's got Pittsburgh where they are. But what the hell were you thinking last Sunday night? When you're throwing, you've got Devlin Duck Hodges throwing the ball 38 times. And, I mean, 
granted, I, I've said it, and going into this week, there's a lot of talk around the Pittsburgh area. Do you go back to Mason Rudolph? No, you don't go back to Mason Rudolph, but I, I do think you shorten the leash a little bit on Duck Hodges. But at the same time, I think somebody's got uh, somebody's got to treat Randy Finkner like he's the kid reaching for the candy jar. Somebody's got to slap his hand. To think you can come out and throw against a Buffalo Bills defense, a very, very good Buffalo Bills defense, 38 times and win that game, it's crazy. That game played out exactly how everyone thought that game was going to play out. And it was going to be whoever made the most mistakes was going to lose that game. And thanks to Randy Finkner, maybe Mike Tomlin, Duck Hodges, thanks to them, that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers definitely had more mistakes. Therefore, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost that game. Now you're going in to face the New York Jets. And trust me, if, I mean, Baltimore has already said, I've already seen reports to where Baltimore, if, if they clinch, the number one spot this week by beating Cleveland. Lamar Jackson rests next week against the Steelers. Now, then you probably face RG3, who, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he, he that's not a guaranteed win either, considering you're going to be starting your fourth-round quarterback to begin with against a very good Baltimore Ravens defense. So that, that that's the reason I hope that the Baltimore Ravens go ahead and uh, beat Cleveland this week just to kind of give my Pittsburgh Steelers a, a little security blanket. Now, Tennessee, they've got New Orleans this weekend, and believe me, that's uh, New Orleans has got something to play for too. There's still a scenario where New Orleans could – could come out, I believe, with the top spot in the NFC. Very far-fetched uh, scenario, but they could. So New Orleans is going to come out to play. Now, with that being said, I also saw a stat that uh, Drew Brees has played, this year has played the least outside games of any quarterback in history. And they'll be playing in Tennessee. So, but I don't, I don't think that stops Drew Brees. I don't think that stops Drew Brees and the Saints. But going back to the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I mean, you're facing um, Le'Veon Bell, who's definitely got an axe to grind. Definitely, definitely got a chip on his shoulder. Definitely going to try to show the Pittsburgh Steelers what they missed out on. But add on top of that, you've got former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Heinz Ward that comes out and says that if they win, he wants a Gatorade bath. He wants to treat it like it's an actual big win. This game is meaningless for the New York Jets. The Jets, they gain nothing or lose anything no matter what happens during this game. Heinz Ward spent his whole career in Pittsburgh. He's an offensive assistant for the New York Jets. And that's the way you... And Heinz Ward's loved around Pittsburgh. 
loved around Pittsburgh. I can't believe he actually came out and said this. Publicly said this. So, we'll see how that affects him in, uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. But you've definitely got New York's definitely trying to put everything out there to hype up their team. And this is a must-win game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll tell you what, Mike Tomlin, Randy Finkner, if you come out and you, your game plan is to throw the ball 40 times a game, then you know what? You're probably going to be sitting at home just like me through the playoffs. But now, like I said, one of the saving graces you have is that Drew Brees is going to be playing Tennessee. Drew Brees uh, now holds the all-time um, touchdown passes. He holds the record for that after throwing four touchdowns against the Colts. To bring his total to 541. Look, Brady's right behind him. I mean, these two, depending on how long they play, and everyone's saying Brady's washed up and all this and all that. I don't know that Brady's washed up. Brady's getting older. He's not the same Tom Brady he was 10 years ago. But I don't know that he's washed up. Tom Brady just doesn't have any weapons. Drew Brees, he doesn't throw the ball downfield like he did before. Drew Brees is a lot, uh, a lot of short passes. A lot of short passes. But Drew Brees holds the all-time uh, touchdown passing record at 541. And passing Peyton Manning at, at 539. And Tom Brady could, uh, Brady and Brees could pass this record back and forth a few times, depending on how long they play. But congratulations to Drew Brees. Now, going back to how crazy it is in the NFL. I and mean, this, this is the thing. How crazy is it in the NFL? I mean, the Chicago Bears came one lateral from coming in within two points of the Green Bay Packers. I didn't see that coming in. Believe me, they should have got there. Uh, they should have got there. If, if Jester Horsted, he, he, if he... Laterals that ball, I think it was Robinson that was right there on the sideline. He walks into the end zone, and then you try a two-point conversion to, to tie the game. The Chicago Bears. Now, the Green Bay Packers clinch a playoff berth with the win. Then you've got the Houston Texans. I, I picked the Tennessee Titans to win that game last week. And the Texans come out late an egg against the Broncos. The Broncos were 4-8. and eight. The Texans look m dismal. I The AFC South, they, like I said, the, the only person, like I said last week, the only, the only team in the AFC South that looks like they want to win a game has been... The Tennessee Titans since Ryan Tannehill's taken over. Because for the Texans to go in and lose to the Denver Broncos. And the Texans have laid some eggs throughout the season. 
The Texans uh, have definitely laid some eggs. So, I picked Tennessee to win that game. Uh, the Texans come out and beat the Titans. Now, it was a close game. But they snapped the four-game winning streak against the Titans. But, I mean, the Houston Texans lost to the Carolina Panthers. Lost to the Colts. Lost to the Ravens. Lost to the Broncos. They shouldn't have lost to the Broncos. And when I say lost to the Ravens, and the, the Ravens was actually laying an egg too. Maybe it is because the Ravens are that good, but they didn't just lose to the Ravens. It was a 41-7 game against the Ravens. That's pretty bad. The Oakland Raiders are done at the Oakland Coliseum. Said goodbye to the black hole. The fans sent them off. Just like you'd think they would after a loss. Throwing stuff on the field. Booing Derek Carr and other Raider players that tried to thank uh, the Oakland fans in the black hole. That's a, that's something. I mean, next year it'll be the Las Vegas Raiders. Now it's not that far of a trip. Your your diehard Raider fans are going to make the trip to Vegas. It's not that far. It's a quick, cheap flight or a lengthy drive. So some of these Raiders fans will make the drive over to Las Vegas. But Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 20 to 16 over the Raiders. Didn't see that coming, actually. Now, the biggest shock Atlanta Falcons, they scored two touchdowns in a matter of five seconds. One was taken off the clock, had two touchdowns and two reviews. One one touchdown was was ruled not a touchdown. The other touchdown, one touchdown was ruled a touchdown, and then replay said it wasn't a touchdown. Matt Ryan's throw to uh, Austin Hooper's in the end zone was ruled a touchdown on the field. Went to replay, and it was ruled not a touchdown. This all within five seconds. So the very next play, Matt Ryan connected with Julio Jones on a five-yard pass. And... He was ruled that he didn't break the plane in the goal line. It wasn't a touchdown. San Francisco 49ers win. That goes to replay. That's reversed. The Atlanta Falcons beat the San Francisco 49ers, the mighty 49ers, 29-22. Tell me who had that. Now, I did have Atlanta with the spread. Tell me who had Atlanta winning that one outright. If you tell me you had Atlanta winning that game outright, you're either a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan or you're a damn fool. Now, I had Atlanta with the 10 points, but I damn sure didn't have Atlanta winning that game outright. 
And like I said, if you did, you're either a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan or you're a damn fool. That's where a fool on his money part right there. Any other week but last week in the NFL. Then to top all that off, and now you guys know, you guys know how much I, I said Dallas is down. Dallas is down. Dallas is down. Dallas is down. And, and, and they have been. They, Dallas has looked terrible. The Rams were coming up. The Rams just beat the Seahawks. The Rams finally found their groove with Todd Gurley. I, I picked the Rams and, and Todd Gurley to win that game last week. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys come out and they look like a Super Bowl contending team. Except this wasn't against a bad team like most of their wins were. This was against a good Los Angeles Rams team. Now, I don't think the Rams are on the Seattle Seahawks level. I don't think they're on the San Francisco 49ers level. I think the Packers are better. And I think the Minnesota Vikings are better. But Dallas Cowboys got talent. Dallas Cowboys have got all the, all the talent you need. They've got enough talent to run the table and win a Super Bowl, like it or not. When they put it together and they look as good as they did last Sunday against the Rams, they've got what it takes to win the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys could go into... The playoffs with an eight and eight record. They're seven and seven right now with two games left. If they beat Philadelphia this week, they they clinch the NFC East. That's your big game on Sunday. They clinch the NFC East, and then if they turn around, and in week seventeen. They turn around and they lose to Washington, which is unlikely. But if they do, they could be 8-8. Eight and eight. At very best, the Dallas Cowboys can be 9-7. and seven. So in at nine and seven, they can, and it's the same scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles. Don't get me wrong. Same scenario for them. They could they could win the NFC East, and you could have a thirteen and three, twelve and four team in the San Francisco 49ers or the Minnesota Vikings or the Green Bay Packers or the Seattle Seahawks going into Dallas. Dallas will be hosting a playoff game. Now, everyone's there's there's been a lot of talk about reseeding uh, for the playoffs to where you don't get a losing team hosting a playoff game, and so far the NFL is bucked at that, and I agree with the NFL on this. I agree with the NFL on this. I mean, it doesn't happen often. It it happened a few years ago. Uh, I forget who, but somebody from the AFC had a losing record. It happens from time to time. But for the most part, this stuff in the NFL figures itself out. 
the Dallas Cowboys win their division, they get a home playoff game. Unfortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, they're either going to face a uh, San Francisco 49ers team or a Minnesota Vikings team or a Green Bay Packers team or a Seattle Seahawks team that I think are better than them at this point because they can't get their stuff together. And they just can't get it together. Now, like I said, as far as talent, you look up and down that roster, the Dallas Cowboys got enough talent on that roster that anything can happen in the playoffs. They they can go on a run, and next thing you know, you're Dallas Cowboys or or a Super Bowl champion. And it wouldn't shock me that much. I don't think that's going to happen. But Dallas looked pretty good against the Rams. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about one team that probably I've talked about just about as much as any other team in the league. That's your Cleveland Browns. We'll be right back after this quick commercial, and we'll finish up our two, and we will run into my picks for this week. What's up, everybody? Jim here from Sports Talk with Jim. Just want to take this time to tell you about some friends of mine. If you're in the North Georgia area and you've got some stuff you got to get rid of, no matter what it is, old furniture, maybe you've got a garage or a barn that just seems to accumulate everything, you don't want to take the time to load that stuff up, haul it away, pay to dump it all by yourself, you know what? Give my friends at North Georgia Junk Removal a call. They'll take care of all that stuff for you. Number 678-934-1344. Or you can check them out on the web at www.ngajunkremoval.com. You know what? When you give them a call, tell them you heard it on Sports Talk with Jim. Welcome back to hour number two of the program, Sports Talk with Jim. Once again, want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Tell them to go to the website, www.sportstalkwithjim. Click on the Listen Now button. That'll take you to one of our six different platforms. And go into where you're listening to the show now. Subscribe, rate, follow the show, whatever they ask you to do. We definitely appreciate it. Also, when you check out that website, go ahead and shoot us an email. Let us know what you think of the show. If you got any show topics or ideas, send them there, and we'll definitely get back to you. Might even talk about it on the show. Might even bring you up on the show. Um, Now, going back to the NFL and the crazy week we've had in the NFL, uh, listen, Tom Coughlin, like I said, Drew Brees broke. Congratulations to him. He broke uh, Peyton Manning's record. Uh, Tom Brady wasn't selected to the Pro Bowl for the first time in a decade. Uh, If Brady would have made it to the Pro Bowl, uh, it would have been 15 times he, he would have held that record by himself. Instead, he's tied with uh, Tony Gonzalez, Payne Manning, Bruce Matthews, and Merlin Olsen at 14 times. Uh, like I said, Drew Brees, 541 career touchdown passes and regular season touchdown passes. Now, if, if you go into the postseason, Brady does hold that record. 
other thing, one of the, just a, a game that I wanted to talk about that actually surprised me last week is Cleveland losing to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I thought Cleveland, now, like I've said all year long, Cleveland's got to figure out how to win. I don't know that Freddie Kitchens is getting it done over there. I don't know that Freddie Kitchens is the man to uh, drive the ship. At the same time, I don't think it helps that your uh, star quarterback doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut, when not to keep his mouth shut. Uh, Your receiver is a prima donna. And there was rumors that Jarvis Landry was telling the Cardinals to come and get him. Just like there was rumors that Odell Beckham was telling other teams to come and get him. There's issues there in Cleveland. There's issues, and then Cleveland Browns has came have came out this week and said they're they're going to stick with Freddie Kitchens. I don't know that that's the right thing to do. And Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry have said they'll be here next year. What do you, what do you think they're going to do? What do you, at this point in the season? What that's what I expect them to say. I mean, there's nothing formal saying that Beckham's requested a trade. Beckham came out this week said, I'm not going anywhere. Said, I'll be here. We'll figure this thing out. It's just too special to leave. I heard I want to go to the Steelers. I heard Jarvis wanted to go to the Cardinals. It's just easy to talk about us. We're going to be here next season. We're going to do it again, and we're going to be what we felt like we should have been in 2019. We'll correct all the little mistakes. It's just too good here. I didn't buy a house here to sell it. I remember a certain GM in New York saying that I didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. But that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. And listen, like I said, this is what I expect Odell Beckham Jr. to say. This is exactly what I expect him to say at this point in the season. He's not going to go anywhere right now. He, nothing's going to happen until the end of the season. But you've got a mess there in Cleveland. A huge mess. And you've got a lot to figure out. I mean, I said at the beginning of the season that you've got to learn how to win. And this goes even deeper than that. At this point, you've got to learn how to conduct yourself as a franchise before you can learn how to win. And Odell Beckham Jr., what he's telling the media and what he's saying in the media, like I said, that's what I expect him to say. At this point in the season, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, I want out of here because nothing's going to happen. Wait until the offseason and see what happens. Wait until this offseason and see what Odell Beckham Jr. has got to say there. Look, he he's a diva wide receiver. You knew that when you got him. You knew this. this was what you were getting. I mean, there's no surprise here. 
Baker Mayfield, you know what? Like I said, some of his brashness is good, but Baker Mayfield's got more commercials on TV right now than he's got wins in, in his career. So, while the Cleveland Browns, I, I, I saw an article, I didn't read it, I saw the headline of an article that there's still an outside chance that the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs. Well, like I said, I'm in Ohio now. I'm in the, in the same state that I heard it when they won their first preseason game and the stadium erupted and the uh, the host of the radio show said that's what it's going to sound like when we win the AFC championship this year. I'm not hearing them talks right now. I'm not hearing any mention of an AFC championship. I'm not hearing any mention of anything other than... The Cleveland Browns have got stuff to fix. And I don't think these fans over here in Ohio realize how much that they do have to fix. Now, Tom Coughlin fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Tom Coughlin probably rightfully so fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Come out earlier in the week, the NFL Players Association. Well, first off, uh, Leonard Fournette, he he won a dispute against him for $100,000. You've got... uh, You've got... Who is it? Dante Fowler. He's fined $700,000 for... Uh, not showing up to doctor's appointments during the off-season. It, it clearly states in the collective bargaining agreement that you can't do that. So Jaguars owner Shad Khan had no choice but to fire Tom Coughlin. He, he came out and said that he, he intended on firing him after the season here anyway, but all, all these letters that came out from the NFL Players Association, NFL Players Association came out with a, a letter, letter warning players of potentially signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The NFL Players Association has said 25% of the complaints filed by NFL players in the past two years have been against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, Tom Coughlin's an old soul. Old soul. Tom Coughlin is old school. And I agree with Tom Coughlin. I agree with him. You you hold people accountable. You hold these players accountable. You know what? Someone screws up. You hold them accountable. I agree with that. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in a management position myself. I see, I see how this younger generation is, and there's no accountability for anything. And when you do hold someone accountable, or you hold them, uh, or you discipline them for something they've done, then you're just being mean. You're the bad guy. And that's the way it is, and you're defending yourself. There's an entire generation out there like that. But one thing that uh, these players in the NFL have that a lot of folks don't have is uh, 
collective bargaining agreement. They're a member of a, a union. And Tom Coughlin's old school, he's not going to change his ways. Uh, his agent came out and said there's a lot of football left in Tom Coughlin. I don't know that Tom Coughlin's done in football. I don't know what capacity he remains in football. I don't know where he goes from there. But what what I do see, look, Tom Coughlin, uh, it, it, what he did for the Jacksonville Jaguars when he came in as a coach slash GM, what he did to them, he made them relevant. That's why Shad Khan brought him back to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what? In 2017, he was game away from winning the Super Bowl. Now, Coughlin's not perfect. Listen, Tom Coughlin took uh, Fournette fourth overall in his draft, the same draft that Deshaun Watson was there. Deshaun Watson's, Watson is the Houston Texans Franchise quarterback. Also in 2018, Coughlin drafted uh, defensive tackle Tavon Bryan instead of quarterback Lamar Jackson. Jackson's your MVP for the 2019 season. But Coughlin went out and got uh, Nick Foles. I, I thought that was a good move on Jacksonville's part. I thought that's what Jacksonville was missing. But with everything happen, that's happened with uh, Jalen Ramsey and everything you see out of Jacksonville, I don't think Shot Khan had a choice here. Now, do I think Tom Coughlin gets a job? Yes. I, to the, what capacity, I'm not sure. Who do I think uh, gives him a job? I think New York Giants give him a job. Is is as much of a legend as Tom Coughlin is in Jacksonville. What he's done for the Jacksonville Jaguars it pales in comparison to what he did for the New New York Giants. So don't be surprised if you see Tom Coughlin taking a position with the New York Giants in the very near future. Now I don't think he's going to be the head coach. I don't think Coughlin wants to be a head coach anymore. But I don't think Tom Coughlin's done with football. But Shad Khan made a good move here. you got to get him out of there. I mean, at this point, the, the players are completely against him. Jalen Ramsey left because of problems with management, a.k.a. Tom Coughlin. And you can't continue to have this as, a, as an NFL franchise. So, at this point, Tom Coughlin out of the NFL. Now, like I said, not going to go three hours. We're going to cut this at two. I got a little bit of time here, and I'm going to go through this week's picks. And we'll talk a little bit about the games. I'll give you my picks against the spread. I want to once again wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And thank you all for listening. Now, we're going to start with Saturday's game. Saturday, uh, first game on Saturday is the Houston Texans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Houston Texans won this game, and they clinched the AFC South. I don't know if they play their players in the final game against Tennessee to try to improve on where they are in the playoff structure to try to, honestly... 
it'd, it'd be hard for him to improve on it. But Houston Texans favored by three over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now when I was talking about my Pittsburgh Steelers earlier, I said you cannot win a game if you are throwing four interceptions like Devlin Duck Hodges did against the Buffalo Bills. I, I, I need to take a step back from that because you I and should say unless you're Jameis Winston, you cannot win a game throwing four interceptions. And Jameis Winston very well this season could have could have won another year with Bruce Arians. He 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 could end up with the franchise tag and spend another year there in Tampa. Because at this point, the way he's played, he's going to lead the league in passing yards this year. And probably lead the league in interceptions this year. So Jameis Winston might have got himself a job again next year. Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay Buccaneers might take another look at Jameis Winston and give him one more year. But with this game, with the Texans favored by three, and, and like I said, who knows what you're going to get with the Houston Texans. Week to week, this game's in Tampa, but I'm going to take the Houston Texans laying the three points. Next game's your 4.30 game Saturday. This is a huge game in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Like I said, there's a very outside chance that the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East. New England doesn't lose at home. New England's defense is good. Their offense is abysmal. Buffalo, they did what they had to do against the Steelers. And look, Josh Allen, he's a decent quarterback, but Josh Allen misses throws the I can make. I'm almost 50 years old. New England's defense, they, they've carried the team all year. But I don't know that Tom Brady can do what he needs to do to get over the Bills. Especially with New England being a, a six and a half point favorite at home. I'm going to take the Bills and the six and a half points to win this game. And it won't surprise me if Buffalo wins this one outright. Saturday night game, Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. And look, the 49ers are still in a fight with the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers are still in a fight for the number one NFC uh, home field advantage spot. And the Rams are hanging on to their last hopes to make the playoffs. That, that loss to Dallas last week uh, pretty much put them out of it. San Francisco's favored by six and a half. I'm going to take San Francisco, lay in the six and a half against the Rams. Now we're going to move into Sunday's games. Like I said, I went 8 and 7 last week. It was a crazy week last week. That's not too bad. But 
Sunday's games, the first game on the docket is Jacksonville Jaguars and Gardner Minshew over at the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. And this one right here, like I said, I didn't expect Jacksonville to beat Oakland at home for their final game, but they did. I definitely didn't expect Atlanta to beat the 49ers last week. But they did in dramatic fashion. But this right here, I'm going to take Atlanta laying the seven points against the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Atlanta's at home. Don't get me confused there. Next game on the docket, Baltimore Ravens. The 12-2 Baltimore Ravens clinch home field advantage in the AFC with the win at the hapless 5-8, and eight, or I mean 6-8 and eight, Cleveland Browns. Baltimore's favored by 10. The Browns were one of the two teams to beat the Ravens this year. The Browns and the Chiefs are the only ones to do it. And when the Ravens lost to the Browns, and it took weeks for everyone to say, you know what, are they really that good? Well, since then I think they've proved that good. And I think this is a revenge game. I think they go out and they win the AFC with a win at Cleveland. And I'm going to take the Ravens winning by over 10. So I'm going to take the Ravens away at Cleveland laying the 10 points. Next, New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. And you guys know I like Tannehill and the Titans. I I like them. And I told you before the season started, if you got... Rid of Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill could take the Titans here. Well, maybe they waited a little too long to get rid of Mariota to make the playoffs. At least that's my hopes. Because if Tennessee makes playoffs, my Pittsburgh Steelers don't. But the New Orleans Saints, this is an outside game. They're used to the dome. I don't know. The weather's not going to be too bad, at least where I'm at. So I can't expect it's going to be bad in Tennessee. And I gotta go. I can't go against Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and New Orleans Saints. Not not just laying two. I'll take the Saints laying the two points away at the Tennessee Titans. Next game is the Carolina Panthers at the Indianapolis Colts. And boy, has Jacoby Brissett let me down. I still like him. I I think he's got something there. I mean, he he didn't quite make you forget about Andrew Luck, but I like Jacoby Brissett and the Indianapolis Colts, and I definitely like him at home against the Carolina Panthers. Colts are laying six and a half. Seems like a big number to me, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Colts laying the six and a half. Next game on the list, they should have. I, I know you've heard this on other shows. And I'll say it too, but they they should have flexed this game to a Sunday night game. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Miami Dolphins. Look, I think the Dolphins are the better team. Cincinnati's favored by one. 
That's saying that they think Cincinnati's a better team. Miami's got a better record, three and eleven. Cincinnati's one and thirteen. And uh, it, look, this is every, when we looked at it earlier in the season. Everyone said this is this is a game for your number one draft pick. Well, Cincinnati's pretty much got that locked up. And I, I think the Dolphins are the better team. I mean, I I think Cincinnati is that bad. I think Joe Burrow ends up as a Cincinnati Bengal. And we'll see what happens there. So we'll take the Dolphins with the one. Next game on the list is my Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Jets. Like I said, I think this is going to be a tough game. This game worries me as a Steelers fan. But I'm going to go with the Steelers. Playing three and a half at New York. Next game is another bad game on the list. The three and eleven New York Giants at the three and eleven Washington Redskins. Uh, Washington's favored by one. Daniel Jones comes back for the Giants. Uh, Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins. I'm going to go with the Redskins laying the one at home, only because they're at home. And because their uh, Daniel Jones is starting instead of Eli, I think I I think if I'm New York, I give Eli one more start, get get his record instead of being 500 for his career, get him at least one win, let him walk off into the Hall of Fame. Next game's Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. Denver favored by seven. I'm gonna take Detroit plus the seven in this one. Detroit's defense is bad, um, but David Blaw, I'm kind of relying on you, buddy. Get this done for me. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus the seven. Next game, Oakland Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by seven and a half. Raiders are six and eight. Chargers are five and nine. Chargers have been bad. The Raiders, you don't know what you're going to get. I think 7.5 is a big line on this game. I think the Chargers won it outright. But with the spread, I'm going to take the Raiders plus the 7.5. Now, this is the Sunday game that everyone's looking for. This, This game means more than any other game on Sunday to these two teams. It's a battle for the NFC East. It's the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. And Dak Prescott, it's come out, Dak Prescott's got an injured shoulder. He didn't he, he didn't appear on the injury list today. So Dak Prescott will start the game. Philadelphia, the, the weather won't be bad. It is outside. I know... Technically, the Cowboys play outside, but they don't. But after last week, I got to go. Dallas is uh, favored by two. I got to go with the Cowboys laying the two away at the Philadelphia Eagles for two reasons. One, Dallas looked so good last week. Two, I don't like the Eagles. Next game, Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by nine. 
I think that's a no-brainer. I'm going to take the Seahawks laying the nine against the Arizona Cardinals. And finally, Sunday night's game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. Kind of a meaningless game at the Bears, or for the Bears. Uh, it's 7-7, seven and seven, the Chiefs. Could improve depending on the next two weeks. Could could jump into the number two playoff spot in the AFC. Chiefs are favored by six. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs away, laying the six points. Now this is one that I want to watch. This is one I want to watch. You got the 11 and three Green Bay Packers coming into the 10 and four Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota is favored by five and a half. Uh, I hate to hate to bet against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but I like I like Minnesota. I don't I don't think Kirk Cousins gets enough credit. I don't think that offense gets enough credit. Now uh, Cook is probably going to be out, but I'm still going with the Minnesota Vikings laying the five and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. Now, once again, I want to apologize for, uh, <clears throat> I want to apologize for only doing a two-hour show. Like I said, kind of cramped for time. Next week, we'll be back live with you. We'll we'll be eight o'clock so next Saturday, seven o'clock. That way, we can kick the show off before the Clemson Ohio State game. Uh, should be right at the end of the Oklahoma LSU game. We'll talk about that one. We'll talk about Ohio State and Clemson. We'll cover that before it starts. We'll keep you updated on that while it's going on as I'll be watching that while I'm doing the show. So I hope you've enjoyed these last two hours. I've enjoyed sitting here talking to you. And once again, I want to take this time to wish everybody out there a very merry and safe Christmas. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. A lot more should be uh, figured out as far as the playoff scenario for the NFL. Uh, college football playoffs going on. And once again, want to thank everyone for listening. And wish you a very merry, sa- merry and safe Christmas. Forward on we go. Facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. We are lost.